Welcome to the Cover Not Podcast. Here on Cover or Not, we take in sports news stories and turn them into bets. It's as simple as that. Welcome to Cover or Not. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover Not Podcast. We are the number one sports betting podcast in the world. As always, my name is Jason Sikorsky. I'm with my boy, Jay Smith. Jay Smith, how are we doing this week? We got a lot going on. What's happening? Good, man. We've been making lots of uh, lots of good picks over the past week. We got the shots up there at 11-0, my alma mater holding it down, repping a uh, frigid Myrtle Beach the past couple of days. Um, ready to give you some more picks this week. Ready to uh, correct some of our errors from last week. Uh, hopefully, we'll get you spot on and make you and I, you, I, and our listeners both some money this week. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Jay, we got a lot going on. We're going to start with something that we both know. Uh, that is the NFC East. I'll start off with my Eagles. As an Eagles fan, I am very irate that we actually won. Who would have thought that anyone would ever hear that? But that is the case in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts got his first start uh, against the number one ranked defense of Sean Payton's New Orleans Saints. He won. Uh, He did a little bit of everything. He ran the ball, uh, didn't get sacked that much, if at all. Pretty sure he didn't get any sacked uh, against him, which is great. Uh, He threw the ball with precision, no turnovers. Ultimately, we won the game. it pretty much clouts the NFC East picture a little bit. Uh, our first cover or not, we're going to start off obviously with the Eagles. Uh, cover or not, Jay Smith, do you see the Eagles winning out with Jalen Hurts? I'm going to take the cover on that one. Um, you guys have a very, very easy schedule moving forward. You got the Cardinals who have been, you know, hit or miss. And with the way that I think it's more about the way the Eagles are playing than their opponents. But I mean, you got. Two more games to get two more division games. Cowboys at at Dallas, which shouldn't be a problem. Uh, and then you guys are at home against the football team, which could pose a challenge. But most division games, you split one and one. And we got you in week one. So we'll probably give you one back there at the end. I just hope it doesn't. I hope that the division is decided by that point uh, and the football team's already locked it up. Maybe we can give some guys a, a rest and, and let you take that one home. But it could come down to the division title, so I'd be very afraid to play you guys with Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. He's doing a lot of Lamar Jackson-type stuff, carried the ball 18 times for 106 yards, got you some uh, clutch first downs I saw on third and shorts, uh, just being able to run it up there with his legs, doing a lot of stuff that Wentz couldn't do, providing you a lot more flexibility. He seemed to be a lot more sound in his decisions. I think that he is uh, the right man for the job. I was very critical of Jalen Hurts when he was in college at Alabama. I thought he was absolute garbage. Got benched for Tua Tungavailoa in the national championship game. Uh, it's been really just phenomenal to see the way that he has responded and the way he stepped in. Miles Sanders came out and said he he's a natural-born leader, and you could really see it in the uh, uh, the momentum of the team. The, the morale of the team, the offensive line uh, was looking a lot better, probably because of Jalen Hurts' legs being able to get out of the pocket and make some plays. The receivers are still, you know, what the receivers are. Alshon Jeffrey caught a touchdown. 
But like I said, Jalen Hurts can sort of disguise that with his legs and being able to move around. Uh, because the offense was moving the chains and not turning the ball over, made the defense look look better, gave the defense a new a new uh, a new fresh set of legs, and I, I think it really turned around the whole team. I would be uh, uh, really really afraid to play the Eagles right now. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I agree with you. Obviously, the 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 defense was a lot better, frankly put. They didn't have to play as much as they used to with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz constantly uh, made the defense play. Uh, and, you know, remember the Chip Kelly error? It made a big difference when uh, time of possession was on our uh, was on our side, and it, it was this game. Uh, there's a few stats that I want to go over. Um, number one, Frank, Frank Reich should be he should have been who the eagles picked as their head coach back in the day but that's ultimately not what we had uh carson wentz with um doug peterson is a marriage we all know that they're stuck with each other however doug peterson is 11 and 3 and might be 12 and 3 now uh, i believe without carson wentz as their quarterback i think that is an amazing stat to think about and it's it's really a shame because you're pretty much going to have to get rid of Carson Wentz at some point if you're going to roll with Doug. Doug can play play call pretty well, but I really don't see it working out with Carson Wentz. Um, Carson's a six five Big Ben type quarterback. Uh, he's not as fast as Jalen Hurts, but ultimately he has a lot of things that you look for in a quarterback. But Doug Peterson does not know how to play call for this guy. And if you're going to roll with Jalen Hurts, that's fine. We used a second-round pick on him. Um, that's okay, too. It, it's just a little disheartening that if we trade him, we might get a first-round pick, you would hope. Um, but but ultimately, you're going to lose around $30 million in dead cap uh, more in the following year. And then in 2022, you'll see some cap relief. But, you know, that's disheartening. Another thing is we run the ball so damn well with Miles Sanders. In terms of production, he has three runs of over 70 yards this year. The next Eagle to do that, uh, it's been eons. I can't even find... I've looked, I've looked through, the, through the years. Uh, Jay Ajayi had one 70-yard run in 2017. Brian Westbrook, one of the Eagles' all-time rushing leaders, had one in 06. And then Mitchell had one back, just one in 03. So in terms of running the ball... Miles Sanders is by far one of the best Eagles uh, running backs have had in a long time. Uh, we don't run the ball as much as we should. He had 15-plus touches this week. Ultimately, the Eagles ran the ball insanely well. Uh, we are the first team in two years to run over 100 yards against Saints. That's incredible. Um not only did we do that with Miles Sanders, we did it with our quarterback. That speaks a lot. Um, in terms of are we going to win out, you would think that we can beat the Cowboys. Um, <clears throat> the Cardinals are really reeling. They started off hot, and they've been terrible as of late. And then, frankly, you would love to have Jalen Hurts in the last game because your defensive line is amazing. Um, Young is great. Kerrigan is great. Um, who's that got Montez Sweat, uh, Deron Payne, Deron Payne, uh, 
you guys have an amazing defensive line and Carson Wentz frankly might get sacked 350 times if he were to play against the Washington football team. I don't see it. Uh, you have to roll with Jalen Hurts, see what you got. Uh, game plan, game plan, game plan. Run the ball, short passes. Uh, if you get to third down, at least it's third and manageable and not third and long. That's what Carson's problem was. And ultimately, you're right. Uh, Jalen Hurts makes quick decisions and he's a very, he's a great leader. So I would also say cover on that. I think the Eagles can win out. I don't want them to. I really think that we need to implode, uh, get rid of Doug, get rid of Howie Roseman, get that better draft pick. And I, and go ahead. I saw something that uh, has them at plus 600 to win mm-hmm. the division. And when we're talking in betting terms like we do here on the Cover Not podcast, uh, that plus 600 is not uh, not big enough for me to put some money down. So I wanted to get your thoughts. So you, if you went out, you're 7, 8, and 1, and – the football team's already at six wins. The Giants are at five wins. One one more win for us. Well, actually, we'd have to win two because that'd, be, that'd put us at seven and nine if we went out and that'd put you at seven, eight, and one. So maybe that is a little better than I thought. What's your thoughts on the plus 600? I, I'd probably mess around with it if it was you know plus 800 or higher is when I would think about putting some money down. Well... Ultimately speaking, you got to look at the overall picture of the Eagles. It's not just Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz. Uh, Rodney McLeod tore his ACL uh, this year. He was our defensive leader. Uh, we're we're going to have another uh, offensive line combination. Jack, Jack Driscoll, uh, right tackle, who shouldn't. He did with, got another rookie who should not have even been playing, uh, is out for the remainder of the year. I don't see it happening. I don't, I don't think it's a smart bet. Ultimately, if you you have to in, in betting, we all know it takes money to make money. The longer the odds, uh, the better you have to make that money. Uh, I do not think that anybody in their right mind should bet on the Eagles at this point. Uh, could they win out? Sure. Do you think they will? No. The Eagles will always mess it up. And that's one more the- for you while we're on the birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there been a lot. There's been a lot of talks about you know Carson Wentz's contract, how he's untradeable. It'd be too much for for Carson Wentz to uh, to to leave the Eagles. It would hurt them way too much from a financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of rumors out there about him getting back together with Frank Reich in Indianapolis. There's been some talks of Jacksonville, some talks of New England. Um, there's been talks of, of Detroit. Maybe the Lions move on from Stafford. So cover or not, Carson Wentz is in an Eagles uniform next year. Cover, cover, cover. It, it's really hard. For me to see anybody trade for Carson Wentz, the Colts. The reason why people say the Colts, and it's really a no-brainer, they have enough money to take on a contract such as Carson Wentz. And but they really don't have talent around them either. T. Y. Hilton is uh you know, he's he's not the most ideal wide receiver that he used to be. Uh Michael Pittman is there, he's good. Uh they would still need to put players around him. Uh, and they wouldn't. They would pretty much have to give us their first round pick. Uh, I don't see it. Um, I could see in a few years uh, trading him to the 49ers. I think that is way more likely in 2022 when the contract is way more tradable. Yeah, I think I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be there long term in the 49ers either. Um, two years from now, when we have our uh, bit one more big time, we'll be talking about that. <laughs> 
yeah, I don't, I don't see it for happening. Um, yeah, it could, but I don't think it would. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie pretty much gave Carson Wentz a lot of money, traded up for him with the second pick. I really think that he wants to win with this guy. Uh, I ultimately think it won't happen though, but we shall see. Uh, moving on, and and the last thing I want to say, and this, you know, this is how weird the year is. The Washington football team could end over 500. And for the amount of crap that everybody's talked about our division, it might be nice to see a team with some credibility in the playoffs. You know, put some uh, prestige back in the NFC East. Well, I I hope, I I know people forgot, Giants won a couple of Super Bowls in the early 2010, 2008, 2011. Uh, The Eagles did. Um, It's not a terrible division. Uh, And ultimately... It looks really bad if someone with a under five five hundred team record gets in there, but it's that type of year, twenty twenty. What can we say? Um, on to a more positive note, uh, Lamar Jackson somehow came out of the locker room, did not pull Paul Pierce, and uh, won that game for uh, for our Baltimore Ravens. Jay, I know you had some money on that game. Uh, we're gonna call it a fumble ruski. Uh, anyway, what happened was the Ravens, they were, it was a great game, probably the game of the year, um, back and forth, they got a safety and they cut, they were giving three points. They ultimately won by five. The safety changed it. We're, we're going to be talking, we're going what I'm trying to get here. We're going to talk about playoff teams. Jay, give me your quick thoughts about that game. Man, that was a tough one to watch. I mean, for me, truth to be truthful with you, I took the Browns on the money line. Um, I thought I'm not a big believer in Lamar Jackson this year. He threw for he, – he barely broke 100 yards again. It was like when he went out with the cramps, he had like 81 yards passing. I think it was like 180-something. Yeah, he, he came on and, and, of course, threw that bomb to Hollywood Brown. and and But, I mean, for the most part, he's going to do it with his legs. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's He's dynamic that way. But I felt like the Browns were on a high. They should have won this game. I felt like the Ravens were kind of on a low, kind of down in a funk. And they did what they had to do. They made the plays. And you can't you can't give Justin Justin Tucker a kick inside 60 yards. He's going to make it every time. Yeah. So I feel really bad for the people that, that did have the Browns plus three. That spread was too close for me to take. So I just looked at it as why not try to get more value out of my bet and take the Browns on the money line. So that's what I did. And I was hoping for a miracle there on that uh, lateral fumble ruski thing that whatever was going on there. And then it just started going backwards and, and more backwards. And, and then all of a sudden there's nobody else behind you. So what do you do? You just right. st- step out of bounds and call it a day. Right. Yeah, it's it's ironic. Uh, that game, it was so good. And who would have thought, you know, Baker Mayfield actually looked kind of decent. Uh, for me personally, I had a 16-point uh, lead in my fantasy playoff. Uh, I was going up against Kareem Hunt and Mark Andrews. Ultimately, Kareem Hunt scored two touchdowns in that game. I lost by 10 points. It is what it is. I'll be moving on to fantasy uh, basketball. I'm very excited for that. Uh, but you know what? That's football. Can't be mad about it. Good for uh, Kareem Hunt. But ultimately, uh, Jay, you lost money. Who knows how much uh, money people lost on that? And that's 
who you know not too many games end in a safety it was uh, so significant jason that some of the sports books were refunding the money because wow. of just how absurd that was and and they know they know that they're going to get it back you know eventually you, you do something nice for someone they're going to keep messing around with you right but ultimately that that was some bs but it is what it is uh, I said we're going to be talking about playoff uh, playoff games. Uh, the, the Chiefs played the Dolphins. Patrick Mahomes had a rare game where he threw two interceptions. They still won the game ultimately. Tyreek Hill is, oh my God, that guy is quick. I don't think anybody can cover that guy in the NFL. Um, are you ready to talk some playoffs, Jay? I like that little pun you threw in there with the nobody can cover. Tyreek Hill, given that we are cover or not here. So we're going to go not cover on Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I got one good joke a year. Ultimately, <laughs> you're the you're the comedian here. Um, okay, so we got to go. We'll, we'll just right off the bat look at locks. Bills, they're a lock. They're 10-3. and three. Uh, The second place team are the Dolphins. Um, I think they won their AFC East. The Steelers are already locked into the playoffs. Uh, Browns are nine and four. Are they a lock? I would, I would say, say I would say they're a lock. There's right. seven playoff spots this year, so I think they're a lock. So right. that's four. That's four locks if you want to call those locks. All right. Um, right. Correct. Then we got the Titans, Colts at nine and four, and the AFC South. You would have to think one. You know, either or. All right. Obviously, there's going to be someone that wins that division, but you would think one of them is going to be a, a wild card team. Yeah, I would call both of those locks as well at nine and four. Right, and then the Chiefs are already in as well. I don't see the Raiders making it in, uh, so I'm probably going to say Bills, Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, Titans, Colts. Is that seven? Yeah. Uh... Might. Yeah, sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah. I think it's going to be a real battle between the Dolphins and the Ravens to get in that last spot because right now you're looking at you got the Chiefs in at one, mm-hmm. Steelers are the two, the Bills are the three, you got Titans and Colts basically four and five, let's call it, and then you got the Browns at six, and they're they're all a game clear of the of the Dolphins and the Ravens. So you got the Dolphins and the Ravens really duking it out for that seven spot, and. The Dolphins play the Patriots. The Ravens play the Jags. I think both of those teams will win there. Uh, yeah, looking forward the to Ravens, week 16. Oh. The Ravens' remaining schedule is very easy. Um, and we're, we're both not fans of Lamar Jackson. But it has to be seen that they could win out easily. And they win the last five games. Uh, I don't, you know, they're rocking with two attack of Aloha in uh, Miami and there's that's no lock there you know um and and to be noted if the Ravens do make the playoffs they would be considered a very hot team they would be playing there's only one bye week this year or uh a team on a bye so uh the Steelers would be playing the Ravens that's you know nothing better than you know division rivals in the playoffs that's very physical um the Steelers' defense is great. Their offense is eh. It's okay. Uh, I think the Ravens could ultimately beat the Steelers if that is uh, that what if that's what happens. Um, 
you know, who knows though? The Bills, the Bills are hot. They've won the last three. Uh, the Steelers lost the last two. It could be the Bills at two. I don't think the Ravens could beat the Bills. That will be interesting in itself. Um, moving on to the NFC, I think it's a lot more clear here. Uh, we've already talked about the East. I'm going to say that the football team wins wins out. I hope I hope they win it. Uh, like I said, I'm over the Eagles this year. All right, so we got a, the Packers are in, the Saints are in. We got the Rams, football team, Seattle, Buccaneers, Cardinals. I don't see any other team. I think that's set. What's your take on that? That NFC West, buddy, is a real tough one because you got to think there's a lot of seeding stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Saints are clearly going to take, well, I don't know. They got a tough one against the Chiefs this week, and the Buccaneers are playing Atlanta. So that division could get kind of shaky as well. I really think your two two main locks to be at the top of the division there or at the top of the conference are going to be the Packers, of course. And then you're probably looking at the Saints – even though they do have a tough road ahead. Um, let's say the football team takes the division. Only one team from that division is getting in the playoffs. You got the Bears and the Vikings, both at six and seven, struggling. The Niners are out of it. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I think it's I think it's pretty clear set in stone. that The, the, the seeding's a lot, a lot riskier here. I think there's going to be a lot of shuffling around with the seeds. Whereas in the AFC, it's kind of already determined that the right. it's going to be the Chiefs that are going to get that buy. Yeah, and and it's it's very interesting to be seen. Taysom Hill may start this week. They they the report is they want Drew Brees to be a hundred percent. Taysom Hill is no lock uh, to be you know to win any game. You know, so there's a lot more tape on him. Uh, it's it's going to be a great playoff this, this year. Um, we're for it. Um, I want to see how Brady does in the postseason. That's when he turns it on. I think Russell Wilson, it's his year. They might go back. I think Seattle has a great shot to go to the Super Bowl and in, in, in the NFC. I would probably pick the Packers uh, and Seattle and the AFC. I'm probably rocking with. I might go the Ravens since they are the hot team. Uh, I also like the Titans. Titans, you know. Vrabel's a great coach, uh, great defense team. Defense wins games. Derrick uh, Henry is a man amongst boys. Right. Thank you, Derrick Henry, for that 36.2 fantasy points this week. Love you, buddy. Yeah, run the ball, play good defense. Um, it, it's the playoffs. Win the time of possession. I like it. And the Chiefs, they can be beat. Ultimately, like we said, nobody can cover uh, Tyreek Hill. But... If someone were to be able to cover him, maybe it would be a Vrabel-led uh, defensive team. So that is to be seen. Who's? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Who Who do you like in the uh, playoffs this year as your forecasted uh, outlook? I think if we're going defense wins championships, you got to uh, start with the football team. Now, on a on a serious note, um, it's it's. There's a lot of teams at the top that it's really hard to, to go against. I know the Packers bowed out early last year. I don't know what kind of postseason success Matt LaFleur can have. There is one team that I really want to believe in with their weapons on offense, with their weapons on defense, and this is going to be a bit of a surprise. 
Uh, it's going to be Tampa Bay. I think right. that Tommy is going to turn it on in the playoffs. He's going to play typical Tom Brady football, mistake-free. You got Ronald Jones. You got Leonard Fournette carrying the rock. You got Mike Evans and his short hands, Chris Godwin. I think they've been low-key under the radar, kind of just getting healthy and gearing up for, for a postseason run. They're already out of the running for a bye, so why not rest everyone up, get ready, get healed up, Antonio Brown, Gronk, go get this thing. Well, I agree. I just think their defense is so inconsistent. They have a lot of rookies on that uh, defensive rotation, especially in their secondary. So, I don't know. I like them. You can't count out Tom Brady, though. That's the kicker. AFC, it's clearly the Chiefs. Clearly. I don't, I don't think the Steelers can write whatever they've got going wrong with them. Right. Uh, you, I think they're just a class, a, a, a class above everyone else. Yeah. So... That is to be determined. Um, you ready to talk some money, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time, but I'm going to play this. Shit. Let's do it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Oh, boy. I miss Shane, Shane O'Mac and WWE. Anyway, let's get to it. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo signed his finally signed his uh, max extension in Milwaukee. The man is staying in Milwaukee for the next at least four years. He has an opt out after that year. Uh, Cover not Jay. Milwaukee wins a championship with Giannis within that time frame. I'm going to say cover and there's a plethora of reasons why I would say cover. You would think that, you know, adding Drew Holiday, but losing out on Eric Bledsoe and some of their key bench pieces doesn't really make them a better team. But I think Drew Holiday kind of carries that swagger and he's got that, just that superstar kind of name behind him that is going to give them sort of a psychological advantage, a momentum sort of shift. I think that now that Giannis has decided to stay, and it's inked and it's locked up. I think there's nothing left for him to do but to go out and play ball for that city uh, since he decided to be there. I'm a big fan of uh, Coach Budenholzer. He was doing great things with the Hawks back when the Hawks weren't really – they just had four solid guys. You know, Kyle Korver was an all-star with Mike Budenholzer. That just doesn't sound right at all. So I I, I look to Mike Budenholzer to really get this thing going and sort of find his next Kyle Korver, you know, find his – guy that he's going to turn into a perennial all-star that for the most part you, you're you're not really thinking much of you know maybe it's a guy that's been in the league five or six years already I don't have a name for you but I think with Giannis committing to stay I think that gives him more more time and more more peace of mind to sort of build around and get some more pieces in there and I think that uh, if if they don't do something at the trade deadline this year I think it'll be next with it within three years. It'll definitely be. It's not going to be like Giannis's last year of his contract that they get there and do this thing. I think it's going to be very, very soon. Could be this year. Could be next year. Yeah, and you're right. You're definitely right. The thing is, you got to look at. You got to go through Giannis, and once he gets to the playoff time, he's he's going to go off. He's going to. It's very hard to go through him. Um, teams have had a hard time going through him in the past. Uh, the East is weak, though. Um, so, with that being said, you know, 
does Drew Holiday add enough to win them a title? Probably not. It might get them enough to get them through it. Um, but you would have to think they will ultimately land another free agent or through a trade, maybe James Harden. We keep talking about James Harden, who probably would be the best fit at this point in Milwaukee. Um, I don't know. He It's a very small market team. So you would have to think a trade would be the ideal uh, scenario for uh, Milwaukee. But that's to be seen. I'm going to take a no cover on that. Uh, again, I just don't think you have to acquire through a trade. Nobody's, you know, Giannis has been good for a few years and still nobody really big wants to be rumored going there. Um, it's also a big, it's also a really short amount of time. I, I feel like LeBron's still going to be playing the next four years. So that means you're probably going to have to get to the finals and you're probably going to have to beat LeBron. Right. Because I don't see LeBron slowing down. I mean, yeah, you can see that, you know, he misses a couple of games because of injury. and But as far as his statistics and his production, he has not slowed down one bit. I mean, sure, he's taking a little bit more of a, a passive role, but he's excelling in that passive role as well. Like, I, I, I see a three, four, five, six straight finals appearances for the Lakers, just like with his Heat and Cavaliers run. I, I don't see him slowing down at all, but I think that Giannis has the tools. He's got the power. He just needs, like I said, that one Corver guy, the one Corver, the sharpshooter. I think Holiday is going to be the facilitator that they need. And maybe it's Middleton that benefits from it. And he takes off and shoots lights out this year. And they and they really do do this thing. Right. Ult- yeah. And ultimately it comes down to shooting. You got a lot of it. Uh, if Giannis develops the three-point shot, that may all it. That might be it. Because he's got everything else. He's got the low game. He's got the defensive uh, prowess. He's a great player. Uh, MVP for years to come. Uh, like I said, I don't know. It's four to five year window. Like I said, again, going against LeBron. Him and Anthony Davis seem pretty in, intact. Uh, both have signed extensions, so they'll be there as well. Uh, I know my Sixers, it's only a preseason game, but we did look pretty good. Tyrese Maxey looked like a great pickup. Um, with the 21st pick, who knows? Um, I'm not going to say the Sixers are going to win that Eastern Conference, but you know Kevin Durant is there too. Kyrie Irving is playing well. Um, it's the East is a lot better, and I'm here for it. Uh, Bucks are then, at plus 450 to win the title. Yeah, what? What are? The, are you looking at this live? Are you looking at other teams as well? Yeah, the Nets are plus 525. They're next best in the Eastern Conference, which I think that would be a terrible place to put money on. You telling me a first-year coach and Steve Nash going to go out and win the title first year? No. I get it. There's a lot of there's is a lot of talent on that roster. They still have Jarrett Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, but it's just not not doing it for me, boss. Where are the um, Sixers at? Sixers are at plus 1500. Now, there's someone you might want to think about. What about Toronto? Plus 3,000. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nurse is a great coach. I uh, can't count them out. Pascal Siakam is getting better every year. Kyle Lowry. Um, yeah, I think that the Sixers in Toronto, just in terms of, of embedding, would be a great pick. Um, definitely, I like your point about Steve Nash. 
even though uh, Tyron Liu, uh, as a first-year coach, did take the Cavs to the finals, um, that LeBron James ultimately was um, the reason for that. Uh, I think Steve Nash has got a better chance at suiting up for him and playing point guard than he does at actually coaching him to anything. I, they made it clear that they're, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Durant are doing their own thing. Steve Nash is just living in the world. It's absolutely and, crazy. And that that might be it, Jay, to be honest. And But you, like you said, Kevin Durant, you know, Steve Nash is new. Who who knows how he's going to incorporate Steve Nash into that? And that is to be seen. But just from a betting standpoint, um, you got to look at those teams like the Sixers, Toronto. Uh, it's going to be wide open. Uh, Don't sleep on the Wizards coming in at plus 18,000. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my God. Uh, $25 bet on the Wizards to win the title would net you 4,500 big ones. Mm. Not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. it. Whatever. Until we get a big man. Until we get a big man. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then to end our uh, big news headlines, we're going to talk a little college football. Uh, Ultimately, Washington is out. Oregon in the Pac-12 championship versus USC due to COVID issues. Jay, I know you're a little bit more um, into this than I am, per se. Um, give me your take on that, Jay. I am super peeved about this. I think it's it's ruining the integrity of the game. I think it just shows how money-hungry these you know conference conferences are, these TV deals that need to be satisfied, all this, you know crap for lack of a better word um to pull you know washington's having some COVID issues they got some injuries on the o-line i think that's their their knock is that their o-line isn't healthy enough to play uh with COVID and injuries and stuff they can't field a, a full offensive line um so by all means man move the game it's not like you're allowing fans anyway uh right. just just push the game back you know there's a big bowl season let them play. Don't don't just put USC up against the next best team. And I mean, I think they're five and zero this year. They've only played five games, and they had to come from behind to beat a Chip Kelly led UCLA team. Uh, I think we both are in agreement on how we feel about Chip Kelly. But mm-hmm. uh, it just and it, they want to argue for for USC if they win this Pac twelve championship game that they should be in consideration to get into the top four, and that's absolutely ludicrous. Just like Ohio State at five and zero should not be in the number four spot in the playoffs. Just like, you know, Michigan finished the season at two and four, their game got canceled against Iowa. And it's just, it's, it's very damaging to the integrity of, of the, the college football playoffs, the college football system, college football as a whole. Um, When integrity has already been called into question enough about whether players should get paid, something I feel very strongly about. I feel like, college athletes should be paid because you put in enough work and enough time. You can't have a regular job because after class you're going to football practice or you're getting up early and going to the weight room or you're getting up early to study film. You don't have time to work. You know, if you don't come from a a well-off background, then how are you going to be able to support yourself? How are you going to be able to do any, get anything other than, you know, on-campus meals? How are you going to afford toilet paper and, you, you know, simple necessities like that? Um, it just it, it's it's mind-boggling to me that this opportunity gets taken away from 
from people and then you wonder why they're accepting these illegal benefits and and, and taking cash on the side and stuff like that it's just I, I know this kind of took a different turn from where we we started off with but my original point is stop pulling these teams and moving games around and shuffling things just to try to glue it together and make it work it's not going to work that way you know ohio state shouldn't get in they they didn't play six games that was the threshold that was set by the big 10 and they're just going to change the rules just so ohio state can get in it's it's absolutely ridiculous and you know i'm glad you, you talked about why you think they should get compensated I'm actually, and now we're going to get to our cover not very shortly. Uh, Jay, this is where I look at it. Do I think they should make money? Mm, no, I don't. Just because they're on scholarship, they get the best, they get, <laughs> they get the meal programs, they get everything for free, and that's how they're getting compensated. Uh, ultimately, they get the best medical attention, they get preferred schedules they get any they get more benefits than your average college student and there's obviously a money value behind that so in my opinion their athletic ability uh put them in a sense of compensation that is above your average student trevor lawrence at clemson is not your average student at clemson he's getting again treatment every day he gets the meals with the football team he gets preferred dorm rooms he gets travel benefits like the dude is getting taken care of and he just happens to play you know he happens to play football and I know not everybody is a Trevor Lawrence ultimately most players don't go to don't go to the pros and I think that's where most people get it lost however they're on scholarship it's free tuition Ultimately, if they take school enough seriously, they will be able to find a, a job with their degree. And I think that in the grand scheme of things, that's how you got to look at it. Most of them are not going to the pros, but they did get the education for free because they were on scholarship. And that will be their compensation in the long run. We can disagree on that. By all means, I'm not saying that you got to go out and cut these guys, you know, a, a $48,000 a year salary type of deal. I'm saying, like, I know when I was at Coastal that, that people that I was dorming with were working in the, the cafeteria, you know, making minimum wage for a couple hours, cleaning up the tables. That's all That's all I, I'm saying is for their, their time in the film room, their time in the weight room, their preparations. And, you know, you, you can even eliminate the game time, you know, but the preparation, the study, and the practicing – Pay them minimum wage or pay them, you know, 10 bucks an hour, you know, give them enough to, to wear on their days off after a big win on that Sunday, you know, they can go out to blueberry grill and, and, and get a nice breakfast or, you know, again, they get the best meals at the campus. That's just, I don't know. I don't, and we'll, maybe we'll talk about that on another show. Who uh, wants to eat campus food? You're crazy. I don't know. Uh, cover not Jay. Does the PAC 12 make it into the college football playoff? Absolutely not. No cover there. I agree. And ultimately, that's what matters. I think that it pretty much is a lock with who is in the current top four. Um, well, no, obviously, Clemson plays Notre Dame, so there'll be one more. I know Iowa State was up there, which would be very interesting from a football perspective. Um, I don't see them, like you said, USC is 5-0. and 
they're not definitely not making it into the top five or top four. Uh, winding down, it is time for our locks and upsets of the week. Uh, this is going to be interesting because Jay and I, uh, when we when we do our preparation for the show, um, we pre-disclose this. So this is this is live. Um, I might take yours, Jay. You might take mine. So are you ready, Jay? I'm ready. All right, Jay. I'm going to do my first cover. Um, I am going to take the Titans at ten, laying ten and a half points against the Lions. Uh, it is a big spread. However, the Titans, like they said, they have to play good football. Uh, they're in their division. Uh, it's going to come down to you, you want to be a wild card team. Uh, nobody wants to be in that position. I really think that they're going to play really well in this game. I'm going to pick the Titans 10 and a half. And then my upsets. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots upset the Dolphins. The Dolphins are laying two and a half points. And Brian Flores came from Bill Belichick's system. Bill Belichick might have a leg up there. But I'm going to take the Patriots um, getting two and a half points over the Miami Dolphins. I like those picks, but you did not steal my picks. My lock of the week, and this is something I would encourage all of our listeners to absolutely hammer. Put your house on it. Put your car on it. Put everything that you own on this pick. I like the Chiefs, minus three over the Saints. That's an absurdly low spread for having Taysom Hill at quarterback. Drew Brees is not going to play. The Chiefs are significantly better than the Saints. The Saints just lost to the Eagles with a first-time starter in Jalen Hurts. The Chiefs are going to dismantle the Saints. I will put all that I've got on the Chiefs to cover that three points. Maybe I'd buy it down to two and a half just to make myself feel a little safer. But I'll take the three. Upset of the week. I'm going back to another plus three. Um, the Bears are plus three at Minnesota. Minnesota's just a, a lost cause this year. They've lost to Dallas. They've beaten some decent teams. Uh, they have no idea what their identity is. They, I feel like they have no interest in finishing out the season. I'm taking the Bears. They're plus 160 on the money line. I'm going to go ahead and, and take that. I think the Bears are trying to make one last gasp at the playoffs. Mitch Trubisky looked really good last week. The Bears' defense looked really good last week. I like them to keep it up this week in Minnesota. Jay, I love you, buddy. I got two things to say. The Saints have the number one defense in the NFL. And how many times does Mitch Trubisky look good? That's all I'm going to say. Um... Yeah, but I, I ultimately like your picks. I don't know. I think it's going to be close, though. Um, we're ready for our rapid-fire picks of the week. I am going to start with... I'm definitely taking... USC laying three points down over Oregon. Oregon's 3-2 and two in the year. Oregon's, or USC is 5-0. and oh. The over-under is 62.5. Uh, I definitely like the over on that I am taking USC with the points uh, Northwestern versus Ohio State uh, Ohio State is laying 20 and a half points I ultimately think 
that Northwestern will cover the spread. Um, I don't. I would take the under in terms of the 57 and a half. Uh, this is going to be a great game. Oklahoma is going against Iowa State. Iowa, Iowa State is eight and two. Oklahoma is seven and two. Uh, Spencer Rattler uh, is being favored here pretty much with five and a half points over Iowa State. I would like to think that Iowa State can win this game. Spencer Rattler is a great quarterback. However, Iowa State may be their year. They know that they're kind of like Chanticleers here. They're not always in this position. You're going to think they're going to have to play up to their competition. Definitely take the over. The over is uh, 58, or it's set at 58. Take the over. And then finally, I don't give uh, Coastal much love. They're playing Louisiana. Louisiana is 9-1. Coastal's 11-0. Jay, I am finally going to take uh, the chance this week. They are laying 3.5 points. Over, under is at 55. I am taking the under. Jay, give me uh, your rapid fire picks of the week. First of all, you hit it spot on. I think that Northwestern will cover also, and I was going to take Coastal in the under as well. So, with that being said, I'm going to try my best to stick to the pros. As much, even I'll touch on college real quick. As much as it pains me to say, I think that with Trevor Lawrence, I think Clemson will cover the 10.5 over Notre Dame. Although I would love to see what would happen if Notre Dame were to beat Clemson twice. Would that be enough to knock them out of the top four? Would it maybe push them down, elevate someone else, and knock Ohio State out? Who knows? Uh, I'm going to look at the NFL. I'm going to take the Bills. The Bills are going to cover six and a half over the Broncos. I'm a big Drew Locke fan. I love Jerry Judy. Uh, Melvin Gordon's worked out really well so far, but I think that the Bills are on a mission. I think they've got something to prove. It was evident against the Steelers last week that – they are out for blood. Uh, I also like the Packers and Panthers to go over 51 and a half. I think that's a little low for two. Uh, one, the Panthers' atrocious defense. And two, Teddy Bridgewater is always going to find a way to put up some points for you. Uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore might be back in the mold. Uh, Christian McCaffrey probably still going to sit this one out. No reason to trot him out there this late in the year. Uh, let's see. I don't know how I feel about my football team taking on the Seahawks. I think I'm going to take the under in that game and, and save the, save the spreads. I don't want to, I don't want to predict us to win. I would love to see it, but I think I'm just going to stick with the, the over under and I'm actually going to take the under on 44 and a half. I think our defense is playing really well. Um, I also don't know how our offense is going to be. I know Alex Smith is questionable with a calf strain. I do not expect us to score two more defensive touchdowns. And I will finish up by saying that I will take the, hmm, I will take the Cardinals and Eagles to go over 49 and a half. Cardinals defense, while much improved, still a little lackadaisical. Jalen Hurts, they're still trying to figure him out. I think he can put up at least 24 points, but I think the Cardinals will still get the dub. So I'm looking at like a 31-24, 31-25 kind of score there. 
And that's going to do it for my uh, rapid fire picks, even though they were a little slow this week. Yeah, Jay, I ultimately like your picks. Uh, fun fact, the Eagles have yet to score over 30 points this week. So I really think that you did the right thing um, with the under there. Uh, ultimately, again, I hope we just lose. Uh, I know a lot of other Eagles fans feel that way. So we shall see. It was another great week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, everybody in the Northeast, stay warm. I know down south it's getting a little bit cold. Not as cold, ultimately, as it is up north. That's why we moved. Jay's from uh, Maryland. I'm from Philadelphia area. Um, gosh, I hate the snow. Anyway, thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Happy holidays, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. 